Everybody quiet, officer. He sent me the part, and that I, I, uh, it wasn't very big. It didn't last very long, but the time that we had was really quite intense, and I welcomed the opportunity to be in a Spike Lee movie. Uh, so we did it, and uh, when I looked at the film in its entirety, I realized that uh, he'd really touched on a very important subject matter. The idea that a, a young black man infiltrated uh, the Ku Klux Klan, I thought was fictional. Uh, or made, made, subject, made, made a good idea for a fiction. But he pointed out to me that it was not, a, it was not fiction that it in fact was true to life. And that sparked my attention even more. Uh, and I thought showing beyond the cinematic value of a black guy infiltrating the Klan and uh, manipulating it to his own ends. The character that I play is uh, 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 a community activist who is talking to a group of young people and he recalls this particular story that the picture uh, uh, reveals and I tell them about uh, uh, my real experience with uh, the Klan and with the movement at the time. I thought it important that the summation brought to the picture by what my character does uh, uh, was a key moment for the film. It kind of wraps it up and it brings it together to the modern conditions. Of, and I think Spike did a, a, a clever thing showing that the action of the picture impacts upon what current history is all about. I hope that uh, the young people who see this will understand not only how long the story has actually the picture just touches on an aspect, a brief moment of our historic relationship to injustice. And I think that uh, the more people see uh, the conditions and how we had to deal with it, the more informed they become. And for that, I thank Spike. What I admire about uh, Spike's film is that it encourages debate. Uh, unless you debate it and talk about it and thrash it out, you can't just ignore it, because in ignoring it, you help perpetuate it. And I think that this film uh, helps us understand why it's important to be debating the issues that the film deals with. And my character in telling this story uh, yeah, that, that really happened uh, does a lot to kind of sum up uh, what our journey is about, and I enjoyed doing it. What I really liked about the film was that as, 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 uh, as dangerous as that, uh, these moments are in the black experience, he was able to develop a characters that came that not only illustrated the danger, but were able to do it with, with an edge of humor. Uh, and 
by infiltrating into the clan, which the lead character does, and uh, uh, having a repartee with uh, these forces. I think Spike uh, put a dialogue in a way that's easily understood by the audience and gives them an opportunity to see in very real terms what the current plight of black and white America is about. I would suggest that everybody uh, needs to know what this film is about and that we should take ourselves to the theater and indulge in the experience. Most importantly, you should bring as many young people as you possibly can because it's a piece of history and an unveiling of conditions within that history that's important for us all to be aware of. Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth? We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two Bs, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. Spike Lee has a very unique way of recruiting and pitching stuff. It was a phone call, very brief. I got a book for you, read it. <laughs> the, you know, The Black Klansman, and written by Ron Starworth, is about his life. And, um, and then I guess, because I, I was in Cincinnati working, so uh, when he told me to read it, it was, I got a week later, what do you think? And I was blown away, obviously, just by the fact that this really happened. This was a true story. And we talked about it a little bit, just about uh, the film, and he wants, you know, what he's thinking about and how he wants to do it, and uh, went from there. He was an ambitious young man. Um, he, he just wanted to serve his community. Um, he, you know, he, he definitely had his sights set on to being a detective the whole time. And, and really, it, it, it took a bold move on his part to, to initiate the process of, you know, of infiltrating the Klan. And I don't want to give it away, but uh, on how it happened, you know, it took some guts, you know, for him to do that. And uh, the fact that he pulled it off, it's, it's, it's still to this day, it's, it's, I can't believe it. It was so much fun. It was like I get all these new toys to play with, you know? And, and again, Spike was so, it was such a collaborative environment. You know, I'm not used to, to that. I, I, I really, he really trusted me, you know? And I trusted the process. I trusted him being able to create this environment. George, I mean, listen, to, to be a part of that team, you know, he, he's, he's building his franchise and, and coming off of, you know, Get Out. Um, it's just an honor to be, uh, to, be a, to be picked and to be a part of, you know, what he's building. And, um, you know, between he and Spike, I mean, it was just, you f I, just felt, I just felt supported. I really did, you know what I mean? And, and, and again, it's such a freeing, that feeling is freeing to be able to, to, uh, to create and, and, and do your job. The subject matter is timeless, you know, I mean, the, the, we're still fighting the same stuff we're fighting today. Um, I guess that's why it was such a relief and a surprise and a joy to know that men and women of all colors 
in that department were working with him to, uh, to accomplish that goal. You know, and if they were doing that in Colorado Springs in the mid-70s, then we could do it now today. So, I mean, it's very relevant. He showed us the membership card. The Ku Klux Klan, he had it. It was like, this happened. Like, I, I, the fact, I, I mean, that's what made it so crazy and, and a, a phenomenal story to be a part of because of, you know, it, it was factual. And he had um, relation, he established relationships with certain figureheads in the uh, organization, as they call it, you know? Uh, and you, you just can't believe, you can't make this stuff up. Like, you know, so it makes it even more enjoyable and, and maybe even uncomfortable when watching it, knowing that this happened. This is us, this is, this is human behavior right here we're watching. This isn't fiction. Corey Hawkins, he channeled the spirit of that man, Kwame Ture, like it, it, it was, I, I remember that day, the, the, again, talk about environment, it was like this club environment, Spike had been warming up the crowd, had the real DJ going, spinning the records, we were dancing for like a good 30, 40 minutes, to 45 minutes, while they were kind of setting up, then they were getting shots, and uh, Corey was just pacing, pacing back and forth, he was just in this zone, and he, that brother got up there and delivered, and it was like, I, I, it was, an incredible performance. You were, it felt like, I really felt like I was in Colorado Springs in the 70s, and there's Kwame Ture, like speaking to us, addressing us. Phenomenal job. So Laura, I mean, she's a sweetheart. She, she's, but she's tough, you know? She's, uh, she, she was a joy to be around. She's like a student of the game. She's always observing asking the right questions, questions like, damn, should I, maybe I should ask that. I, I, I feel like, like, well, yeah, Spike, I was actually thinking if maybe, so maybe I should, you know, I just felt like I had to say something, cause damn, she came with it. You know, that was a good question. Why not think of that? So, uh, you know, she was just very uh, attention to detail, um, very giving though, sharing, you know, emotionally, just able to give and, and, and whatever I needed, whatever she needed, it was, it was a great uh, tango that we, that we were dancing. You know, it was, it was wonderful working with her. Topher Grace, yeah. and that dude channeled, I can't say his name, but oh my, I, Topher Grace, what he did with that character, it was scary. I mean, it was so, it seemed so easy. I was jealous, like, how do you do it that easy? He just, he just transformed. Again, the way, he, the, what his, the kind of questions he was asking, you know, and, and the attention to detail, and the, again, the rehearsal process. I could feel it then, especially with Topher, like, when we were reading and rehearsing, I was like, this is gonna be crazy, it's gonna be special. I hope that they just get a, 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 just a, a pile of information, you know, and in uh, a nice spikely bow, entertainment bow, because it's, it's a wild ride. Edgy, fresh, energetic, impressive, captivating, provocative. It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com. I took a look at the, the, the book and, and script, and I, I couldn't believe this was a true story. And instantly I knew this was exactly the type of uh, project I want to be involved with. It is genre, but it's also real. And it has this brilliant social punch that it packs as well. The first thing we had to do was sort of link this project up with the right director. And the top of my list was Spike Lee. Um, I felt that this movie had so much in common with Spike's uh, work tonally. It's funny, it's, sus it's suspenseful, it's uh, powerful, 
and uh, it, it, it exists in this genre space, and at the same time, it's, it's a true story. It's just a, an, an amazing story, and what, what's most amazing about it to me is the fact that we haven't heard this story. Uh, it's, it's so, not only is it so entertaining, but it's uh, more relevant than it should be, but um, it, uh, it, it's one of these stories that the fact that it's been sort of buried um, is part of the problem with where we're at in this country. I think that this movie is, it's, it's not only a crowd pleaser, but it's something that I think we can all uh, go and experience uh, a, a story that sort of helps reset um, our moral compass when it comes to racism and, and white supremacy in this country. It's one thing to watch a movie by yourself or with your family at home, but when you go to the theater and when you experience um, a collective uh, a piece, uh, piece of art from an, from an audience and you um, feel that energy, I think it's uh, cathartic. I think it, it, it's something that, uh, uh, and for this movie uh, specifically, is extremely important because uh, it's something that promotes empathy. This movie is so funny. I, I, I personally think it's Spike's funniest work, um, and at the same time, it's you know in line with his most serious work as well. So the way he has created and, and continued this genre that is only Spike, is something I think is best experienced with a group, with that energy. It's a perfect cast, I think. I mean, John David Washington has so much charisma. The moment he comes on screen, we're with him. We're on his side. We want this guy to win. So it's a really a star-making turn for him, and he's so funny. Um, Adam Driver uh, just, uh, you know, absolutely destroys in, in, in everything he's in, but this is my favorite role he's ever done. Um, there's something about that, that sort of the reliable best friend role with, um, with an edge that I think is great. Topher Grace is he's I mean such a uh, an amazing role for him he's he's chilling in how casually he plays David Duke and you can um, really uh, you know see just this this brilliant choice of a completely disarming guy a guy who um, is not playing it like a, a, a villain and it uh, you know, it, it, it makes sense how a guy like this could have enough charisma to, you know, convince people that he's not uh, the leader of a hate group. Laura Harrier is just, uh, you know, I, I just an amazing, amazing character. Um, you know, I think what Spike did here is make her um, more... Uh, 
more than just a love interest in this movie. She is a, a character that has a real strong point of view and, and plays foil to uh, uh, Stallworth in, in that she is politically uh, motivated. I think what I love about it is when you put it in, in context with uh, Spike's legacy and, and his movies. Um, I think that this movie has some of the tension of Inside Man, it has some of the levity and, and social commentary of Do the Right Thing, it has uh, the, the historical um, uh, accuracy of Malcolm X, um, it's it's a perfect Spike Lee's movie. So if you are um, if you're maybe you're younger and you don't know Spike's movies, I would rent uh, all of them. Corey Hawkins uh, just brought it uh, as Kwame Ture. Um, he uh, it, watching him in this sort of pivotal moment where he gives this speech. Um, is really inspiring today. I couldn't be more proud of this movie, uh, just to be a, a part of it, just to watch Spike do his thing. Um, this is, we need more movies like this, and um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it um, on opening night in a packed theater. Rob Sports Group is a sports marketing, investment and management company. In simpler terms, they put together great athletes with great brands. Check out what they're up to at robsg.com. Once again, the website is robbsg.com. It was really an amazing, like, just, just everything you could have hoped for, because I would have done anything to work with Spike, but for it to be this project and to be playing this character um, at this time, which I think is super important, it was kind of like everything you could ask for. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and I think, you know, there was kind of this narrative for a long time that we beat racism and bigotry and that's definitely not true. Um, and I think that this film, even though it is a period piece, we're talking about very current issues such as, you know, yeah, racism and oppression and the state of politics right now, you know, these are all really relevant things. Well, first I was like, wait, this is a true story? What? This is crazy. Like, this is a crazy story. And then finding out that it was true, and then meeting Ron Stallworth and talking to him, and uh, I just can't believe that it happens. Like, I was like, oh, this is an amazing story, but then when Spike told me it was real, I was really surprised. I love the script, I love the character of Patrice. I think it's super rare to find a strong woman, especially a strong woman of color who feels like fully rounded and um, like an actual human being when you read a script, and this was just like everything I could have asked for. Ron is just like, he's like a normal guy. Like he's just like this, he brought his wife who was super sweet. I think her name was also Patrice, which, but it's not like the same person, it just it was a coincidence. Um, but he was just really nice and told us the story and you know, he's kind of this hero, like he stopped a terrorist attack, like he's a really amazing human, but he's just also like a nice, interesting person. And um, it really kind of grounded the whole thing 
because I think it's easy to look at these people who did these amazing things like as these heroes and um, it really just kind of grounded it in reality talking to him and learning more. You know, when I first heard about this, like, of course, it was Spike, but then also realizing that Jordan was attached, that was why I was like, I don't care what it is, I'll do anything without reading the scripts. So I was like, yes. <laughs> like, the, the, between the two of them, I think, you know, Spike is this legend of filmmaking that we all grew up seeing, and Jordan, I think, is, like, kind of the newer guard of that. So the, I don't know, the, the pairing of the two of them, I think, is just amazing. I know what it feels like to feel other and to feel outside of things like, like Ron did and to want to change things and to try and figure out what's the best way like, for me to do that and to stand up for something I believe in. Um, and I really admired a lot of like, Patrice's qualities of that, of using her voice. And even though it was dangerous and scary and you know, people were very unhappy about it, um, I think she's really brave and that really resonated with me and like she was a person I was really proud to play. Corey is amazing. I'm like gushing about everyone, but it's true because like like that speech that Corey gives every single time. Like that was really long speech and that was really intense and he brought so much and every single time it was he, it was never flawed. He never missed a line. There were different notes in every take like and for me it made me like want to introduce him because I think the things he was saying, I think the things he says in that speech are the same now, you know? This wasn't a speech that just was relevant in the early 70s. I think it was the same for right now. So um, it made me excited to, to introduce him and to, to present that and to show that to that audience, but also to like this wider audience in the real world. He's He's this legend and icon of, of the civil rights movement of, I, I, I don't know, of years. So I don't know. I just couldn't believe it was him. And Spike completely surprised us too. He was, it was like top secret. And he told me maybe like the day before, he was like, it's Harry Belafonte. So we had no idea. And just to hear that story, which is true, coming from Harry, it just, I, I don't think anyone was really acting in the room. Like we were all so genuinely moved and I just feel super honored to have met him and worked with him. I think that uh, everyone will draw their own conclusions from the film and I think that's why it's really special because it's gonna affect so many different groups of people, you know, and so many people from different walks of life. I think Spike is a brilliant filmmaker because he sort of puts a mirror up to society. He doesn't tell you what to think. He doesn't shove it down your throat. He just kind of shows what's happening and hopefully leaves the discussion of what that means to other people, to the viewers. People should see this in the theater because the music is gonna be amazing and it's gonna be super loud and all the colors and the intensity of the performances. Um, it's, it's something that I think should be seen on screen, on the big screen. Are you a startup in need of advice or an individual looking for advice on how to market oneself for potential job opportunities or a company looking for growth strategies? If you are, then you should check out Rosedale Consulting Company. They're a management consulting firm with many years of experience based in New York. Their website is rcnsu.com. Once again, 
Their website is rcnsu.com. So what's crazy is that this actually happened. I mean, if I read a script and it didn't start with, this is based on a true story, I, I you know, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, uh, it's a guy who uh, is African-American, a cop who went undercover and infiltrated the Klan um, and even uh, reached uh, the Grand Wizard of the Klan at the time, David Duke. It was so interesting for me when I watched it because I was an audience member too. It's such a great emotional ride that Spike takes you on. I kind of forgot I was in it. You know, it's such a powerful film. Something that was so interesting about reading the script and then being on set was that the tone was different than I would have thought. Usually when you make a film like this, uh, it's very somber because the subject matter is very somber. But something that's brilliant about Spike and brilliant about Jordan is that they understand how seductive humor is. And that actually brings more people into a story. There were some straight-up jokes we were doing, uh, you know, when I was on the phone with John David's character. And, uh, you know, that's why, as an actor, you really are like a beggar. You want to work with just great, great minds like Jordan and Spike because tonally I thought, I, I've never even seen anything like this. And uh, then when I saw the movie, I thought the same thing, <laughs> but, it, but it worked. John David Washington, I mean, man, I am dying to work with that guy again. Like, we immediately got off the set. We're like, how do we work together again? He is such a good actor. Uh, he's such a wonderful guy. This is like the greatest lineup of young actors that I was so thrilled to work with. Adam's someone I've admired for a long time as an actor and his choices, and uh, he did not disappoint. It was funny, it took place in the 70s, but I really thought I was working with like a young Dustin Hoffman, like those kind of awesome movies that he was making at that time. Uh, kind of felt like Adam's the same way. He's got really interesting way into every scene and every line, and he's also a great guy. There were some scenes where it would be like John David and Adam and, uh, and me, and I just thought, what a great group this is. You can pass the ball to anyone, you know what I mean? And they're going to score. It was like, it's a really great group that Spike brought together. I would include Laura and Corey, who I didn't have any scenes with uh, in this amazing ensemble. And, you know, they're wonderful people, and I'm huge fans of theirs. Um, especially Corey, I, I loved his work in the NWA film. and. Then to meet him, he's like a totally different guy. And he's different from this character. He's just a really, really great actor. What's so interesting about working with Spike is that he obviously doesn't pull any punches or shy away from intense subject matter. But it was so much fun. Like, most of my memories of making the film are really fun. I wouldn't say funny, because we're all aware of what we were doing, but uh, he kept it so light for what the subject matter was, and tonally that was uh, what we were going for, but I, I just, the thing that would surprise people about the film is how much fun we were having, which allowed it to 
he really breathed life into the film. It could be you know, the subject matter. If you get too self-serious, it, it kind of doesn't speak to as many people as I think this will because Spike is, you know, he's a master. There were a couple days on set, uh, specifically the kind of when I'm inducting people into the clan. Uh, we're watching that movie and then we're chanting things. It was just and I was leading people in doing that. And I, I, it might have been one of the first times as an actor that I actually, when the director called cut, I just like, I'm not normally like this, but I just had to take a moment and like, I don't know, just you know, like detox or something. Like it just felt so horrible and oppressive and, you know, wrong. And that's what's so great about a director like Spike Lee. He would kind of come over and give me a little bit of space, but just say like, hey man, like, don't worry, this is, you know, like, this is a terrible day. Like, I'm not enjoying myself, like, but it's in service of something I'm trying to say. And he really made me feel, I guess, as comfortable as you can saying those words and uh, doing those things. Um, you know, acting is pretend, but, you know, there's some things you don't even want to pretend. But that's why you want... Uh, you know, the great American filmmakers of all time telling you, like, I got you. Aside from working with Spike, which is reason enough to do any Spike Lee joint, uh, remember when I read the script, I thought, I've been in a couple, I was in traffic when there was a lot of talk about uh, the war on drugs, and I've been in a couple projects where it's something that's happening right now, it's kind of ripped from the headlines, but I thought this was so unique that it was set in the past and yet it was kind of more about today because uh, it allowed you to kind of enter it uh, at an arm's length and by the end it, you know it's really sitting in your lap. To be with Spike as he's saying something it's really what Spike's saying but to be able to help him say it it's like an honor. I mean I don't know how many times in any actor's life or, or career they get to be a part of saying something at the moment it needs to be said. When he, at the table read, took out the, his clan membership card and showed it to all of us, I thought this is the point of the film. Already, David Duke and uh, a bunch of different people have denied that this ever happened. Well, it happened. I mean, they inducted a black man into the Ku Klux Klan. Are you a DIY makeup and beauty enthusiast? Are you interested in the latest trends in regards to the makeup and beauty industry? Well, if you are, you should definitely check out Nailteek. Nailteek offers makeup and beauty videos, tips and tricks for how to maximize the use of your current makeup collection, offers insights on which makeup and beauty items to get, and also how to get them for less, and so much more. Check out Nailteek at N-A-L-T-I-Q-U-E-C-O dot com. I wrote the book because uh, back in 1978, uh, October 78, I was an uh, intelligence detective, uh, the first black detective in the history of the Colorado Springs Police Department. And uh, I was also the youngest detective in the history of the department, by the way. And I was sitting in my office in the intelligence division 
and uh, one of the things we did was monitor newspaper activity every day to see what was going on that might have an impact on our city. And on this particular day, I saw this ad. It said Ku Klux Klan for information, contact, and then there was a phone number. I'm sorry, there was a P.O. box. So I basically sat down, wrote a note to this P.O. box, and I said, uh, I'm a white, pure white American uh, man with Aryan blood. I talked on the phone exactly like I'm talking to you. There was no attempt to disguise my voice. You have to understand, one of the uh, dynamics of undercover work is you keep as true to your true self, your personality as possible. The reason being, when you're dealing with somebody in an undercover capacity, they could trip you up if you're assuming an identity that's too far removed from who you actually are. So when you're undercover, you go about doing what you do in a normal way. And uh, when I picked up the phone to start talking to these guys, I talked to them just as I'm talking to you right now. Uh, people who say, uh, as I was told in the beginning, you can't pull this investigation off because they'll immediately recognize the difference in a black man's voice versus a white man. My response to them was, what does a black man sound like? Explain that to me. How am I so distinct, distinctly different in my speech pattern, my voice inflection, from a white man? Nobody could ever answer that question. It was very surreal to sit there and hear my name spoken uh, and to recognize that somebody thought that this was a story worthy of uh, being told and that it has since uh, become a political statement in this country and probably will become more so. All I did was plan on writing a book. I didn't plan on making a big political statement about race, racial relations, uh, Trump's America or anything like that. And Spike did a masterful job of uh, connecting the dots that I touched on in my book. I find him to be very honest and real. There is no pretense about him. Uh, he says what's on his mind. Uh, he doesn't care what people think. Uh, as one of the producers told me when Spike got a hold of the project, he said, it's Spike's world and we all live in it. Uh, and uh, I'm appreciative of him seeing a value in my story to want to uh, make it into a movie. Uh, very appreciative of that. And I'm very pleased with the end result. Jordan Peele wanted to make a movie and from what I understand, he didn't think he had the skill set to do it, so he contacted Spike. I was told about Jordan uh, producing and directing the movie, and I was tickled to death, because I had seen Get Out by that time and loved it. So I was tickled to death that Jordan was going to tackle it, and then one day I get a call from Sean Reddick, said there's been a change of plans. I said, what? He said, uh, Jordan's going to still produce, but he's not going to direct. I said, well, who's directing? And then he said, Spike Lee, and I broke out into the biggest grin, because I love Spike's movies. Uh, I mean, who can be upset by Spike Lee directing a story about your life? It's an eerie feeling li listening to Topher on the big screen, because 
he has a he had the uncanny knack of being able to sound like David Duke at certain points. I was listening to his uh, some of his uh, speeches, some of his statements. He sounded like the David Duke that I dealt with in 1978. It was it was very eerie hearing his voice. Uh, he captured David Duke pretty well. They even even the makeup uh, made him look uh, very similar to the David Duke of that time period. I was very impressed by, by Topher's performance. Very strange feeling to see somebody walking around, hi, I'm Ron Stallworth and whatnot on, on the screen. Uh, John David did a wonderful job. He's a very polite, professional, personable. I consider him a very honorable young man. His parents did a very good job raising him. And I was very, very pleased by the fact that uh, he was my on-screen alter ego. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him uh, as an individual and about his performance. I think he did a very masterful job. I hope audiences will see the fact that race relations in America uh, never stand still. It's always uh, fluid. What went on in the 70s during this time period, 1978, uh, is still going on today, probably more so now that we have a white supremacist in the White House uh, who advocates on their behalf. Uh, I hope they take away the fact that uh, you can never let your guard down in de when dealing with these people. Uh, they're very serious, they're very real. The threat is real and uh, we have to always be on our guard and never ever be afraid to confront them, to challenge them. The humor that takes place in this movie is very well-placed humor. It, it's humor that deals with a very serious topic it's not out of line, it's not uh, done for laughs, it's just a natural flow of the conversation dealing with the topic, the, the matter at hand, and I thought Spike was masterful in incorporating that humor at those uh, certain points. Uh, in my real life experience, it was very comedic at points, uh, like I said, here I am, a black man pretending to be a white supremacist with the Grand Wizard, the Grand Dragon for Colorado, or the Ku Klux Klan. You can't help but have comedic moments that come out of that. If I had to have one person direct something about me, it would be Spike Lee, uh, because he understands the culture. He understands uh, we as a people, and he has that unique characteristic of uh, being able to bring all of that uh, passion to life. Uh, so I was very pleased and am very pleased to tell people that I am a Spike Lee joint. Hey guys, this amazing podcast and many more podcasts on the Rob Radio Network can be listened to via the amazing Rob Entertainment mobile app. While you're in the app, you'll also come across exclusive videos and photos, information in regards to Rob Entertainment events, prizes and giveaways, and so much more.
You can download the 100% free Rob Entertainment mobile app via Google Play and also at Apple's App Store. Thanks. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.